It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. This week in league, the Broncos plan to rebrand as the Brisbane Hype Trains as they entertain chasing both Kalen Ponga and Mitch Moses. West Tigers finally achieved consistency, giving the same level of effort to honouring fallen Anzacs as fallen club legends. The McKinnons welcome twins who thankfully have dad's eyes and mum's spine. Plus, we look ahead to all the action for round eight of the 2021 NRL season. All that and more this week in league. Welcome to episode 394 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm so proud of Glenn. <laughs> and I feel like less of a human. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. He's what I'm proud of. Thanks, buddy. Patrons. Patrons. I'm going to include that back and forth. I'm going to put that up on the Patreon site <laughs> later on. Because, <laughs> because uh, that was that was great. And uh, good... <laughs> Good job, Glenn. How are you going anyway, fellas? Great, thank you. That's good. At the risk of yeah. sounding like a broken record. Um, <laughs> fucking sensational. Oh, How good's rugby league? Fuck's sake. Just, I tell you, these cunts I just fucking, need to lose. Let me tell you. Shit. There, were a lot of people talk, there, were, there were a lot of people talking a lot of shit about fucking, you know, Peter Volandis and his rules. Can I just say, we elected to keep our powder dry and just, you know, push any, any final... Opinions at uh yeah towards the end of the season after getting a decent sample size of the uh, the results and just the way the games had gone, and uh, look, seven rounds in, I'm calling it fucking great. The rules are amazing. <laughs> They've made rugby league great again. <laughs> now, wouldn't you agree, Glenn? No, no, I would not agree. I long for the days of. No, uh, no tackle count and pigskin ball and West Magpies winning fights and drunks on the hill at Lincoln Oval. I, I was trying to think. No, back you you long for to sorry go ahead. Just, I was trying to think back to other major rule changes. Yeah, like we obviously had the the reduction in interchanges. Yeah, there was the corner post. Mm. Yeah. Which introduction of like a forty twenty, the forty twenty, um, corner post and forty twenty are, are universally celebrated. Was any did anyone mm-hmm. complain about those at the time? I don't think so. What, what I'm trying to get to is was was there a period when new rules came in where people were grumble, grumble, grumble? My team was on the wrong end of that rule a couple of times. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. Probably not. I mean, to, to, in fairness, though, probably not. You know, the corner post and things like that in forty twenty is probably not as impactful as as what ones about that the ones we've had. But, um, yeah, but I mean that's a, that's a, that's a rule change that even if it was impactful, that's the sort of rule change that inspires the results that people want. 
They want the fatigue and all this, you know. No, fatigue's mm, terrible yeah, with yeah. the Landy's ball. Well, yeah, this is it. You, you've you've raised a you've raised a very good point. I was just saying, Glenn's probably hearkening. I mean, he's like he's like hearkening back to the old days of rules. He wants to instead of instead of the current rules where it's a fast paced, you know, rolling rolling mm. style of game where Manly just fucking run points past him. He wants the the slow paced wrestle where Manly wrestle the fuck out of them and run points past them. <laughs> I want the game where Dallas Donnelly starts a fucking fight and bashes cunts. That's what I want. <laughs> Who but, cares about the scoreboard? Oh, we're trying to get that dinosaur shit out of this game, mate. <laughs> what, what, role models what about now. when the interchange changed from, you know, once you once you are interchanged, you can't re-enter? Gee, that'd, that'd, uh, that'd inspire another generation of 80-minute players, I, suppose, yeah. I suspect. So, hmm. Anyway. News time. Let's uh, now. There's a couple of fucking stories. We've got some. We've got a, a pretty ch- jam-packed episode. Uh, otherwise, so I'm just going to throw ones throw ones out here, and then and if you want, if you want to expand on them, you know, to to whatever degree, go for it. Um, just like before we started recording, I started seeing things on Twitter saying that uh, old um, Adam Reynolds' menu log is looking to sign a, a 2.4 million dollar deal to go to the Sharkies. Mm. I don't believe Penn, to pay, Penn has gone to paper yet, but it looks like there he sat down with um, Skeletor and spoke about. Obviously, you know, he he obviously said the right things about you know his his true value, which is like fuck me. I mean, like if Chad Townsend is going to the Cowboys and getting like eight hundred whatever a season, I think that the Rabbits might need to fucking think carefully about why Adam Reynolds doesn't want one year at seven hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, like. These contracts happen like the nine hundred grand Ben Hunt contract and things like that, and and what happens is they reverberate through the league and they set the fucking base baseline for what a, a various player is worth. And if if Chad Townsend's worth like eight hundred and whatever he is per season for the Cowboys, <laughs> Reynolds is worth significantly more. That's a fair understatement. Uh, is he? I just yes. think like at least Chad Townsend isn't. A, an injury-prone player. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but does that t- does that statement pass the sniff test, Jay? Um, Honestly, <laughs> well, yeah. When when Adam Reynolds often smells like a green whistle, <laughs> you know, he's woken up a couple of times with Josh Dugan sucking on his big toe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I just say? To the listeners, if you haven't worked it out already, both of these cunts are on, and it's going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> so strap yourselves in. Um, a bit like that. Now, um, other I mean, we will cover this one more when he actually puts pen to paper and we get the final yeah, figures and the and, the and the length of time. The, but but it, it seems at this stage that the rabbits plan to sort of manage Reynolds on a yearly basis, much like they did with uh, John Sutton towards the end of his time, yep. where they just re-up him year on year, is, uh, you know, it looks like it's going to go against them, which is, you know, you, you kind of expect. Other Who gets pushed out of the Sharkies, though? Johnson or Moylan? Moylan, yeah? I reckon Moylan, I reckon Moylan probably. It could be both of them, but, I mean, I, I feel like they'd, they'd probably be better off with Johnson and Moylan. This is complete and utter speculation mm. but when the whole um john morris thing happened mm-hmm. i saw sj on one of the post-game shows yep 
I don't remember which one it was, but what I do remember was being taken aback by how staunchly he was defending Morris. Mm. Uh, and and saying things like you know well he's he's just got so much of the support of the boys and the boys see how hard he works and and was you know having not so thinly veiled shots at the club saying that you know I can't believe someone would do this to him and you know, yeah um it it may be that he's on the outer mm. yeah um, and Moylan is isn't isn't exactly a guy to willingly put himself in front of cameras to, to give his opinion. Is, is a oh, bit I, thought more of a shield. Say, I thought you were going to say um, players to tackle. <laughs> I was going to say willingly put himself on the field <laughs> to earn his contract valuation. So, yeah, I, I guess, yeah, if it comes down purely to that. Um, Which, again, that, that could have been just one of those things, you know, you say that. You don't, you don't, you don't go on and go, fucking thank fuck, he's gone. No fucking yeah, idea. You don't. You don't want to start. But you don't want to start shoveling dirt onto the guy's yeah. fucking grave. Well, you know that's it. Yeah. But, uh, mm. Interesting. Now, rumors. Uh, rumors are that the the Broncos are looking to offer a huge money deal to land Mitchell Moses as their halfback. Mm. And then uh, Sean Johnson, the aforementioned Sean Johnson, potentially a backup plan, a backup plan B, if they miss out on him. Fuck. And uh, and and in what seems to be a remarkable a remarkable uh, sign of maturity that has washed over young Mitchell Moses. Sean Johnson, if you're listening to this, we apologise. <laughs> you should never be put in this position. <laughs> In, in in what is is a, is a remarkable sign of maturity for Mitchell Moses is he's aware that if he's getting over a million dollars at the Broncos a season, he's aware of what's happened to Anthony Milford yeah. and what's happened to Ben Hunt down, going down to the, the Dragons, and he's kind of wary of that. Yeah, allegedly. So uh, <laughs> he may not he may, he may not want to be the savior of the club or have the pressure that comes with being anointed as the savior of the club. Mm. I don't think he has the game to be the saviour of the club either, or the or the intestinal fortitude, which is probably more in line with his dis, with, with his unwillingness. So you're saying like a so you're saying like a Milford Croft combination is the way to the future. <laughs> He's definitely as far as the, I'm more sure so. the Broncos see Moses as an upgrade on both of those guys, but from his perspective. There's yeah, no what, there's what no I, in between with it. It's you're either a hero yeah. and like you say you're a savior. Or yeah. you're fucked. There is zero grey. <laughs> yeah, and and here's the thing. What I hope this actually does is pull back some of that. This individual will bring us glory. Mm-hmm. There's there's been so much of in in recent years. Well, okay, so this this team has done well. And so we are now just going to pick this player from that team and insert them into our dynamic and then expect that that similar results will happen across our, our team. And we know and there's only happens. one team that can do that. There's only one one-man team in the NRL, right, Nate? Yes. Well, I mean, yeah, Cooper Cronk did do it with the Roosters, right? <laughs> but, uh, I'm yeah, just saying. <laughs> but it's very few people that could. You know, look, and look at... <laughs> And, the, and, honestly, and I know what you're alluding to, 
and Tommy Turbo couldn't do a fucking thing for the West Tigers what? just quietly. Why can't you let the man speak? He's just trying to make a point. Why are you going to keep butting him? But, you know, look, look at, and by and large, the, the greatest rugby league player um, is Andrew Johns. And have a look at the impact he had on his team in terms of, of overall um, impact. You know, he, he was able to, to drag them to much better finishes a lot of years than, than yep. they would have been without him. But to get all the way, he still needed the rest of his team. So I, yeah, I, I mean, let's face it, he still had like a New South, yeah, he had a New South Wales utility, a yeah. New South Wales centres, centers, yeah, centers I should say, because he, he had Tahu and Gidley. Gidley. Yep. Fair few. And then he had a New South, New South Wales hooker. Yep. Fair few. South, uh, Queensland, Queensland fullback. Fair few back Rubio. rowers that he... Um, ben Kennedy was up in there. Owe him, owe him a few beers for extending their careers and probably upgrading their contracts. For, you know, yeah. He definitely was a you guy know, that made his teammates better. Yeah. Again, yep. yeah, definitely was. But but you look at um, you know people talk about Cameron Smith, who who yeah okay played a lot of games. However, all of the the premiership years had representative stars all around him. You know, and I think it's a good thing that people like Mitchell Moses are now going. Well, you know what? Fuck your million dollars, because I can't go up there. This, this isn't. This isn't basketball where it's a five-man game and the addition of one player can completely change a team and take you from a fucking cellar dweller to a finals contender. Mm. You know, so um, yeah, I, I hope that it, that it pulls it back. In saying that, the one thing Brisbane do have when they're talking to halves is they can say, well, you know, look, out of all our fucking issues, a forward pack making ground isn't one of them. No, yeah. there's a lot of fucking issues everywhere else, and we're working on those. But um, but it's it's not like we're asking you to play behind the Tigers' forwards. Yeah. So. Uh, Bulldogs look like they're close to signing Naden. So that's uh that's the the third player that Trent has taken, provided Burton doesn't backflip. <laughs> I don't think he can though. I mean, can't he? You know. Can't he? I, I, yeah, he can't, can he? Oh, I think you will find that white man can backflip. <laughs> um, can and will. Fucking can and will. Uh, I, I, I don't begrudge Naden at all. I, I was a fan of him in the team simply because, and I, I mentioned this on a, on a bunch of episodes after, after wins that I had last year, but he was that guy who was so obviously genuinely happy for his teammates success yeah you know? um, no, no matter what went on he was the first one there every time congratulating beaming with fucking joy when other players scored uh, was a team guy has, has obviously had his issues and and uh, and things around the, the coke use and all this other stuff, but if he's if he's not getting regular first grade minutes, um, I I think he could be a, a genuine a genuine boost to the locker room in that club. Uh, yep. e- even though the last thing they actually do need is more outside backs. <laughs> yep. But you know, hey, maybe buy a hooker and some uh, some some fucking forwards. But you know, anyway, Trent's a sexy good bloke. He'll figure it's it out. Jacob Little might end up there. 
Maybe so. Maybe so. Now the the bigger the bigger news. With it, so just before we move on, this, do you, do you reckon that Naden was probably on the outs anyway? Like he wasn't really gonna like the obviously the players are there at the moment are doing the job. Yep. But it, like it seems like after that, after the uh, the cocaine thing, a grand final thing. I don't think he was really going to get a sniff anyway, except through injury. Pardon the pun. You know what I mean? I think it had passed him by. It... Oh. Yeah. He's kind of on the nose. <laughs> there was a line that he crossed. And the and the come down was steep and harsh. Yes. <laughs> I didn't want to. I, um. I accidentally said sniff at the start there. I didn't mean, I, there was no pun there. But then when, when, when Glenn started acknowledging like it was a pun, I'm like, all right. That's it. Give the people what they want, Nathan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I'm entertaining any, no, no one but you, then that's still still a job done. I'll take it. Look, I'm I'm not sure, and and one one thing that went with the Panthers after the Gus Gould days went were those little insights into it. Gus was always very open and honest with talking about, you know, why players were moving on, or if or if there wasn't a chance for them in first grade, or things like that. Um, yep. You, know, you, you can speculate all you want. I don't, I don't think not starting in the grand final had anything to do with it. I don't know what was known about the bender. Was, yeah. Fuck, how do I not remember that? Was the bender on grand final day or before or after? After. I thought he delivered the positive test that day, which meant it was before. Yeah, that's oh, it. Oh, so, okay. I thought it was after. So may, I thought maybe he delivered that the was... positive test that night. Yeah, who knows? So, um, yeah. So, maybe that's enough that for the biggest game of the season. Yeah, you, you're so out. say something. You're out yeah. on the gear. Yeah, you know, is that is that an attitude issue or a decision that you can't come back to mm. within the club um, or within <clears throat> that group? As a fan, do you prefer Gus's insights or okay without him? Look, I I know he's got his haters. I'm a massive fucking Gus fan as a whole. With, with the caveat that nothing in this world is you know 100% good or 100% bad. <laughs> um, he's got his issues and he's got his hot takes and things like that. But but as a whole, I, I think his love for the game is genuine. Mm. And I think what he did at Penrith in terms of building that foundation was absolutely fucking phenomenal. They're the two things I'll give Gus, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Those two, those two points. Other than that, he's like he's a massively agenda driven fucking boomer too. <clears throat> for the negative side, yeah, I, I don't get and, that uh, so much. Um, but just commenting more on, he he also has a true love for the players. Mm. You know, like again, the 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 old story that comes out or comes to mind is what he did with Luke Lewis when Luke Lewis was ready to retire. And Gus said, no, 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 you don't need to retire. You need a change of scenery. You've been here, you know, you've played here since you were eight years old. Mm. And Gus was the one who organised for him to go and talk to Cronulla and and move on there. Um, at, at the end of the day, he is for the players and for the game. Sometimes not always right, but um, you know, yeah, that that's the Gus take. And I also think that it's cool to hate Gus. So people that hate on him for the sake of hating are just bitter fucking hipster cunts. I'd agree with that. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's, there are plenty of people that, that are as agenda-driven against Gus as Gus is against his interests <laughs> and those against his interests in the, in, in, the, in rugby league itself. Hmm. 
the big one, of course, uh, this last week was Dearden. Tom Dearden signed with the North Queensland Cowboys from 22 onwards on a three-year deal. And uh, the worst thing about that, I guess, for the Broncos, I mean, it's given that the Broncos kind of expected that he was the long-term seven for the club. Mm. Uh, his manager, I think it was Ayub, came out and said that they the Broncos didn't even make his client an offer in uh, in in the, in the whole process. And uh, so it's, it's interesting, is what a fucking shambles like you know the Broncos have become in uh, in terms of retention mm. of late. And you know the the situation around Reese Walsh leaving, and then yeah, they haven't the the. The guy that was the heir apparent, so to speak, that they've been, you know, readying to, to come into the side, they haven't got an offer on the table to extend his contract. <laughs> like, mm. Yeah, yeah. That's like the Tigers <laughs> yeah. telling Pappenhausen to go because Teddy's their long-term fullback, only for Teddy to fuck off to the Roosters. Yeah. Not real bright. The, the thing I'm trying to remember here is, though, that there's a lot of fucking nuance that can be missed in never made him an offer. There might have been detailed and deep discussions and negotiations without a... But never an official piece of paper. That's it, with, know, without either side actually getting to it. Or or maybe the, the numbers were just so far apart that the Broncos said, un, you know, we're, we're not going to make an offer un, unless you indicate that you are willing to accept under this number. Yeah, well, it sounds like yeah. they didn't make him an offer in the, in the truest sense of the word because according to Ayub here, just reading some quotes now while you're talking, he says that um, <clears throat> the Broncos didn't want to get into a bidding war with the Cowboys for Tom's services. But he said you can't be in a bidding war if you don't make an offer and the Broncos never made him an offer. So it sounds like the Broncos never put a price to even beat. Yep, yeah, no, no, but that's what I'm saying. Maybe they were talking... And did that? Who yeah. who was it that did that recently? That said, "Oh, look, we're talking to you, but I'll tell you what: if you want to go and talk to them, we're going to pull the offer." Was that Reynolds? Or the, who did the club pull an offer on? Uh, Eels pulled an offer on Nathan Brown. No, what? Fuck! That was a giant fuck up too, because he was talking to Manly as well, and I think he fucked about, and both sides pulled offers. Yeah, really, fuck. Yeah, so I don't know what he's doing, but uh. Tell you what, he's, yeah. he's he's learned to take up offers in fucking quick smart fashion, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and look, at the end of the day, he did and like, he, you know, he, he's twenty. Yeah. So you know, he's he's a central Queensland product. Yeah, it's a homecoming for him. I mean, he came down to yeah, you know, he came down to southeast Queensland when he went to what Palm Beach Corumbin for school, I think. Yep. And uh, so otherwise, you know, he was he was I think he was up was he up through the Cowboys system like as a as a kid or. Um, I got the yeah, impression he was, Academy, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. And then he came down for Palm Beach Crumbin, which then puts him more in the the Titans, the, the, yeah, the Titans and Broncos sites, yeah, yeah. Um, what else do we want to talk about here? This conference thing, probably the last one that we should really talk about. So, a secret dossier was given to NRL clubs, revealing a bombshell plan to revolutionise the game via splitting the competition into two conferences as part of their expansion plans for the 2023 season. Mm. So apparently it has, it has advanced to the stage of discussing it with the 16 NRL clubs. 
uh, Abdo, Anthony Abdo, the CEO, said that a New Zealand market was a perfect destination for an 18th club. And then they, they would join a 17th team, which will be the second Brisbane team, mm. which is going to come in at the start of the 2023 season. And uh, they're saying that, yeah, Redcliffe Dolphins are the leading, leading ones there. Brisbane Jets, are, uh, which is a consortium of the Bombers and Jets, are trying to get together as well. And as the East Tigers backed Firehawks. Now, with the, com- with the two-conference system, it's going to be a Sydney-based conference and then a conference made up of teams outside of Sydney. Yep. So there'll be nine clubs per conference who play each other twice. They play the clubs in the other conference once. So that makes the season a 25-game home and away competition. Yep. Best four teams from each conference qualify for the finals. Mm -hmm. The two conferences would then have separate final systems before the best club from each conference clash for the equivalent of, you know, the grand final, which would be the equivalent of a Super Bowl situation, I suppose. So the conferences would look like this. The Sydney Conference would have Roosters, Rabbitohs, Eels, Tigers, Bulldogs, Panthers, Dragons, Sharks, Manly. The Expansion Conference would have Broncos, Titans, Cowboys, Storm, Warriors, Knights, Raiders, second Brisbane team, second New Zealand team. Hmm. First thoughts on this? Look, there's some obvious... um, There's some obvious things that if you put yourself in the shoes of either conference, you would be happy or unhappy about. Uh, yep. First one being travel, whereas the Sid- yep. Sydney comps are all going to be essentially sleep in your own bed. Yeah, that's matches right. drive down the game day, yep. um, and the the others will will do double the travel essentially. Yeah, uh, and and considerably more so if you consider that there'll be two two New Zealand trips. Mm-hmm. Um, that might be a selling point to some of the players if they can promise that you'll get the two New Zealand trips. The two New Zealand teams, one after the other. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? Um, the the interesting point, though, is I heard somebody important from the Dolphins this morning on ABC ragging on it, which is fascinating. Ragging on the, on the concept, situation. which is fascinating if they're looking to be the first team promoted. Yeah, I feel I feel they just want to be part of the regular, regular competition, you know? Yeah. Um... And and as manufactured as it is, you know, does does it hurt for for teams to be able to have more more trophies in the cabinet, or you know, to to coin an NBA phrase, banners in the rafters? But you know, things to celebrate or for their fans to celebrate. Um, yeah. No. I think it'll be a fair transition for fans to to get used to it. We've run with this sort of. Arrangement for for many years now, but I, I don't. Okay, I don't so hate it. Can I just pause, can I just pause you on that though? Mm-hmm. As a Tigers fan right now, do you know which teams you play twice and which teams you play once? Yes. This year. Oh no no not this year no I wouldn't have a clue. I mean, given the draw changes every year and teams play, you know that 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 alters. Mm. Oh yeah, and and that's what that was exactly what I was going to say when it was my turn to speak is that. Week to week, it's not going to change the experience that often. There's going to be teams you play twice. There's going to be teams you play once, except you're ultimately going to know that in this format, you know exactly which teams you're going to play twice yep. and you know which teams are going to be played once. Yep. That's yeah, so, so otherwise, it, not a lot changes week to week for the fan. 
I guess for the Sydney fan, I mean, you know, what changes if they want to go and watch their team play? I mean, they could conceivably see every fucking game with a very short drive. That's it. You know, comparatively speaking, not even to fly in a state yeah. or whatever. But um, the tra- and the travel thing, I mean, the travel is, is something that happens already. But, I mean, it's definitely a, a much greater added expense on that conference. Like, what are they going to... Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they they're gonna have they're gonna have to do something about that, Which, I mean, and that's gonna be have to be completely funded. Well, you, yeah, you you yeah. take for granted that would be compensated, or that yeah. there would be yeah. grants to offset that. Um, yep. You know, but I'm I'm saying it's not so much an advantage for that the other conference; it's an advantage for the Sydney one against them. Um, but then all of the teams in that conference share that advantage. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think this firmly falls into the, yes, you can make some arguments for for a lot of sides here. It, it's going to happen. It sounds like it's going to happen. So, so at the end of the day, it boils down to, well, do you... Right now, we don't play each team twice. There's not a, a true home and away season anyway. Yeah, yeah. So really, what are you bitching about? You know, the fucking yeah. teams that matter are all going to be in the Sydney Conference. They're all going to get four points a year from the Tigers. <laughs> yeah. Fuck's um, sake, man. So, I mean, at that point, so, so at that point, do you fold them and just award the points? No. Yeah. They, if it's that guaranteed, I mean... You that know, is. And, you know, look, out of... Why risk the attrition on bodies and stuff when you're just going to get the points? Out, I'll just out start respect- taking a razor blade to my penis if I don't get to watch the Tigers fucking get walloped. Is so that where water chestnuts drug. come from? But, um, look, but I, I don't think we... I don't have enough details yet to say, like, I'm vehemently opposed to it. I'm very... I am wary of it. But, uh, once again... I like I like to see all the facts and everything before I show me the dossier. <laughs> yeah, what what I'm careful of is to just say I don't like this change for change's sake. Um, sometimes it can be okay if things don't give you any benefits, but still don't cause any any you know, additional problems. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's it's really just come, it's really just the way it comes down in the end. The the finals obviously you know, a massive change to that week to week. For twenty five weeks of the year, you're not going to yeah, know any. You're not, you're not really. And, and the other, the only big one, the thing of the the only really major one I have, is that feasibly, you could end up with that situation where you know the Storm play the Warriors in the grand final every year. And not those two teams, obviously, they'd be in the same conference. Yeah. But let's say that uh, you know at at this stage the two best teams in the competition are Penrith and Souths, then they couldn't play the grand final. That's the obvious issue Mm. that arises from this, that that it would have to be, um, you know, Penrith versus some fucking shit cunt also rans from the fucking B conference. Yeah. 
Look, the the thing that I, I mean, looking at the lineup of the teams in that other in that other conference, it just seems like the that the fucking division title every year is just going to be the fucking storm. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> like honestly, it's just going to expand their reign so much longer because when you've got you know points coming your way from the Broncos, Titans, Cowboys, Warriors, Knights. Raiders, yeah. and you don't know what these two new teams. I mean, they usually, you know, come out of the blocks the first season. But you know, apart from the Raiders, it's yeah, that's yeah, it. I, don't, I don't see who's stopping the storm. But um, but look, it's interesting to talk about. Let's see what actually fucking happens. Yes, but I, I, the biggest thing for me is that they're, you know, the two new teams. I'm, I'm a big, big fan, and and of expansion I really like the idea of it and um, the fact that they've gone this far down the path that expansion could happen as early as 2023 is is massive Okay, let's get into some games for round eight. The first one Thursday night game down at GIO Canberra Raiders take on the uh, South Sydney Rabbitohs the Canberra Raiders side, some changes. Jared Croker uh, is out with a shoulder injury. Oh. I, thought he was, I thought he was dropped. Uh, so Sebastian Chris comes back into the centres. Bailey Simonson returns on the wing. And um, Papali'i Papa is dropped. Mm. Dropped. And Tarpane comes into the 17. The Rabbitohs, their side, uh, no changes. Uh, Totola, actually, no. Well, now I'm looking at the team list here where they named Totola uh, despite the failed HIA last weekend. I did see on Twitter just before we started recording that he will be out. Um, I don't remember who they said was coming in his place, but uh, Totola will be out. Uh, in any case, I thought it was going to be some mass changes for the Raiders, but it doesn't look like that's <laughs> that's necessarily mm. the case. Why was... Papali'i, the, the four guy for the Raiders. Is it because of his profile? Ricky's come out. The, I don't think he was, the phrase that Ricky's that used is week, he? he needs to find the old Papa or like the, I don't know, vintage Papa or something. So you just got to um, get fat. Sort of alluding to <laughs> that it was a joint decision for him to drop down a grade. Mm. Right. Um, Tramp you know, plebs for a week and that, feel sorry that's for the poor kids in go reserve go grade. Bash some weekenders. <laughs> yep. Um, so they can go back to their nine to fives on Monday yep. with PTSD. You fucking, <laughs> fucking go and kill some human. plumbers um, and come back to us. <laughs> I, I don't see the Raiders getting up. Um, you know, it, it's close to being cold enough for Canberra and Canberra to be a thing. Um, but yeah, but Canberra aren't close to being good enough to make Canberra it. and Canberra a thing. Exactly. It only really started being a thing when they got sort of semi-good. It's not the in-Canberra uh, that's the issue, it's the Canberra. Yeah, yeah. And uh, for the Rabbitohs, it's just interesting, though, <laughs> with, uh, yeah, with Cody Walker in the one and uh, Benji starting at six. And I did see Benji, uh, he hasn't made a decision about whether he wants to run around again next year. But I saw his name come up as a possible uh, solution to fill a gap if Reynolds does end up going to the Sharks ouch I think that'll backfire yeah I don't know if you yeah. want Benji with a seven that, I, I just don't think you want Benji full time it's not he, he's nice to inject into games and, mm. and uh, remind you of the old yeah. days and yeah, yeah. Well, his form has been fucking great this year though, but I mean yeah it there has is, there's a ticking time on with yeah, but really also does. also ben, Benji that thinks he's a good player Benji 
isn't what your club wants. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, he's still kind of operating on fuck yeah. the Tigers, Benji. Yeah. Fuck the Tigers well, for not keeping me on, you know, until you know, the end of my correct. career, Benji. Do, do you remember his form at Brisbane yeah. after he came yeah. from the Dragons when yeah. he was fucking unwanted and Wayne gave him that lifeline yeah. and he was playing Reggie's and then all of a sudden he got called up and he was fucking brilliant. Yep. This is this is that Benji. Yep. Mm. Is, yeah. Is is Benji Kiwi Darius? Goes to the fucking. Goes to the Broncos fucking for hell, man. Wayne and fucking comes to hell. South for Wayne. That's very, that, that's pretty insulting. And you, th- and you thought that fucking line you picked to say was <laughs> mean. I was going to say, that's the most insulting thing you've said on, since your return. Fucking hell. <clears throat> and you were literally shitting on Alex McKinnon Just not the half facts an hour <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Fuck's sake, Glenn. Uh <laughs> The Melbourne Storm take on the Sharks at, uh, at uh, the Korean Housewife. And the Melbourne Storm, uh, Pappenhausen remains out injured, so Nico Hines will be there in the one. Uh, George Jennings is out with a concussion. Tom Eisen, who comes uh, into the centres. Riley Jacks and Chris Lewis join the bench. And uh, Nelson Asafa Solomona is also out via the 2021 coronavirus, a.k.a. concussion. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> I did see a tweet. I, it was probably from NRL Physio, but I'm not 100% sure. And I think we've had something like the amount of concussions that we've had now that this the, the Totola withdrawal brings us to uh, is about or slightly, just slightly, like one or two less than the season average over the last couple of years. Yeah, and, we're, wow. and this is coming in around eight. Mm, so, well done. So, uh, yeah. Fairly, a fairly concussed year. The Sharks. Okay, so Wade Graham and Aiden Tolman return. Look, can, can, on that note, Sorry? though, before the fucking plonkers get up in arms about it, about PVL ball, there is 100% a similar subject here to uh, the rise in um, you know, diseases like autism. Yep. It's not that more people are getting autism. They're just Vaccines. getting much fucking better what? at... No, Mrs. Winterstein. <laughs> Take your fucking voodoo witchcraft out of the co-host. Um, it, it's that they're getting better at diagnosing it. Yes. They know the signs. They're looking for it more often and they're a stricter uh, rigmarole around diagnosis. You can't fucking escape concussions at the moment. Yeah. You know, is it, like, so- it, it might surprise people, especially the people who do subscribe to the aforementioned uh, you know, Mrs. Winterstein philosophies. But science... Is constantly improving if you do, on itself. If, honestly, if you do subscribe to the Mrs. Winterstein methodology, please be aware that we are broadcasting this podcast to you in 5G. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and we so, can control you. Yeah. So you're Why either going to get vaccinated um, <laughs> because we say so. Yeah. But the thing is, like, science is constantly improving itself. Constantly revising and and you know cutting out the stuff that, that you know is found to be you know that it, it's it's extremely critical of, of of its methods and results and and when you're talking about with the diagnoses of uh, of increased things like with autism and with the concussions same goes for things like performance enhancing drugs guys are getting done in this day and age because the steroid tests or the performance enhancing drug tests can detect such a smaller amount than previously possible. Yeah, that now people can get, you know, hit with these, you know, these, these fractional amounts like picograms of something, 
Whereas the tests, like that, you know, when they were hitting Ben Johnson back in the day, like, <laughs> I mean, and this is, and this is, yeah, so, yeah. Mm. But it's interesting. I'd love to see what the, uh, well, I don't love to see. I mean, but I'm interested to see what the final tally for the season comes in at because it is like science improving year on year is not going to explain it if they end up getting like fucking 100 concussions across the season when the previous average was 31 mm. or 33 or something like that. I mean, mm. you know, the tripling is a Having statistically said that, significant the- amount. Having said that, this, every single player in the Storm 17 could be heavily concussed in this game and Melbourne would still win, 13 plus. Yeah, I mean, the Sharkies, uh, it's, yeah, we talked about it at the time when they got rid of John Morris. Like, I yeah, replace a coach at the end of his contract, that's fine. Do the do the negotiations now, announce it now, that's totally fine. But when an, an apparently well-liked coach by the players, as, mm. uh, as, as Jay alluded to earlier as well, when when you just cut them out of the side immediately and throw a caretaker in, it's you're blowing up your season for fucking no, for really for nothing. I mean, there's, there there are no draft picks up up for grabs here. Mm. Like, why are you going to nuke mm. your own season? And yeah, you got young, you got some young guys in the side. Why do you, why do you need to potentially you know put them on the end of floggings for the rest of the season? And you know, stifle or or you know fucking restrict their, their, their growth as players. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, yep. that's just me. Um, so what was I saying? Will Chambers makes his club debut <laughs> against his former side <laughs> at their home ground. Uh, Tig Wilton drops to the bench to allow Graham's return in the back row and uh, Billy Magulius drops to the reserves. Dugan listed in the reserves and uh, Tolman starts in the front row which sees uh, Hamlin Ueli benched. It, fucking hell. I don't remember any of those players that have been benched or dropped being that bad. Like, Dugues had a shocker. Mm. Yeah. Um, that one you can... Yeah. That. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a fucking ULE fan. Yeah. But... Uh, well, yeah, he's on the bench still. I mean, he's just <laughs> dropped right out. Yeah, no, uh, I know. Yeah. I know. Uh, Melbourne, 13 plus. Put your fucking yep. house on it, even, yep. even with all the outs. Yeah. Throw a D-gen on it, fellas. Um, the Broncos take on the Titans. The Friday of the late game at Suncorp Stadium. Mm. Big brother versus little brother. Um, for little brother, Milford is back. And uh, heel partner, inexperienced Tyson Gamble in the halves. So, uh, oh, this Croft is great. Fucking Dearden, Kevy is now selecting his team based on who he can make bad dad jokes about in the fucking press conference after he loses. Yeah. Uh, Jesse Arthurs returns in the back line. David Mead gets pushed to reserves. So, I mean, was Dearden that bad last week or worse than any other week that he has been allowed to play first grade for the Brisbane Broncos side? Or is he being punished for signing with the Cowboys? The latter. Yeah, he's, yeah. And look, you know. Shunted. Over the years, I've said this so many times that like, if such and such a player signs a fucking blah, 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 then play him for the rest of the season at prop. Or yep. fuck it, you know, like I'm, I'm, I am so glad for the punitive shit and not developing players for other teams if Correct. they sign so early in the season. Fucking believe it, but um, yeah, so yeah, good on you. Unless it's to give them a sniff of how fucking awesome you are, so they backflip on sexy good blokes. Yeah, well that too. Yeah, uh, the <laughs> Titans 
Anthony Don returns, so that pushes Sammy into the centres. Um, Patrick Herbert was injured, of course, so he's gone for like what four or five weeks, I think it was. Uh, Herman Essie comes into the bench for Sam Lasone, who is out with a pec injury. I forgot SAC even fucking signed for the Titans yeah, amidst amidst all mm. of the you know the the forward signings they had. Oof. Another hat trick for Fafita uh, against the Broncos. I think that's the hat trick we all want to see. Yes, right. And uh, honestly, you've got Milford there, right? Like which size? I'm just trying to think of the size. Yeah, I think Milford's going to be the other way, isn't he? It's a shame. Poor Fafita, old Tyson Fafita, Gamble, though. He's yeah, not going to know what the fuck hit him. Yeah, no. Nah. So just to take it out yeah. now, what can Kevy say? Um, put, putting a kid in front of Fafita is always a gamble. Um, we took a gamble; it didn't pay off. Um, some fucking version of knowing when to hold them and fold them. Uh, yeah. Like <laughs> seriously, it, it writes itself. Anthony Milford was useless. Knowing when to pass the pass it and when to run. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> And Anthony Milford can count his money <laughs> while he's sitting at South Logan. You never count your money when you go in through the drive-thru. <laughs> that was delightful. Just count your McNuggets. Titans, the Titans catch your face. Do the, do the Titans give it a 13-plusser? Yes, they fucking do. Yes. All right. The Titans are going to win, though, right? I yeah, mean, there's no are. way. Right, yeah. All right. Penrith Panthers take on the mighty Manly Seagulls at uh, at Carrington Park. Oh, so this is uh, what's this Bathurst game? Is it? So is yes. that Carrington Park? Yes, yeah. it is. All right. Um, so the Panthers side uh, they get Appy back, and um, Kenny is listed as well, not a reserve. He's listed on the in the twenty one though. Um, Naden's still there, sitting there in number twenty one as well. Uh, the mighty Manly Seagulls no changes to seventeen, and what a fucking refreshing sight that is. I think it's about the fucking second time in the last three years. But um, thoughts. Yeah, the Panthers need to be up for this one. You know, again, the the cross that they're going to have to bear for the rest of this season is that they're going to be every team's grand final. Uh, and and teams are going to be out with with a target on on the Panthers. So. They really need to be more flawless every week than they would if they were running second or third um, I think it's a benefit to them that they've seen two weeks of effort face back in the side um, to, to really prepare so because they did if, the, the Titans did you're right the Titans did get fucking massively shock and awed although you could watch the fucking tape on him from like, I mean, like he didn't do anything he's never done before it's not like he added these new wrinkles to his game and his time off no but but for a player to come back from you know a a potentially massive injury, yeah, and and have that level of impact, yeah. You're right that that um, shocked everybody. But um, if if Penrith keep doing what they're doing and just playing that full eighty minute game, I think they've got Manly's measure. If they slip and give Tommy room to do what he does, then then there can be trouble. And what that means is that Nathan needs to be spot on with how he finishes sets. Mm-hmm. If I'm Ivan, I'm going in and saying, well, if we are, if, if we're ending ending sets, 
No fucking balls go in the air. Absolutely yeah. fucking none. None of them go in the air. We are punching and driving kicks through the line and make the fucking giraffe bend over. So you're saying not kicking the a throw to the two tallest cunts on the field. Yeah, that's it. So isn't the right tactic. Exactly. Oh. So um, Where did the Tigers get that fucking... Me- I mean, look, I, I wasn't super confident of Jason Saab under the high ball, but he took some fucking crackers under extreme pressure. Mm. And, you know, obviously he's one of the tallest guys on the field at any given time, so <laughs> yeah. he comes two metres tall. But but having said that, though, like, I think he had his baptism of fire. I think they were kicked... I think the Tigers started kicking to Saab because of the way the, the, the shade from the, the, the stadium was landing. I think he was in the sun yeah, in the yeah. first half, which is why they started... But, and and their game plan was fucking pathetic. That's the main reason why they kept kicking to it. Oh, look, yeah, I'm trying to and give Madge, I'm trying to light a candle for Madge. I don't want him barely, to barely barely found the fucking grass all day. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I think that's they were they were, they were putting up bombs though. They were trying to find grass. I mean, they were contested bombs. The, the contest. No, no, but general play kicks. Yeah. General play kicks were yeah, going yeah. to them on the full all day. Yeah. So. Um, Look, I'm, I'm going to back Penrith here, but probably under the caveat that this is the most dangerous game for them of the season so far. Look, that's a win to hear you say that is a win is a win for me because our season's only three games old. I mean, we've only just started. It's very early to have one of these big, fucking you know, clutch encounters in the in the season. Don't but I said uh, the same thing about the Broncos, and I hold you in exactly the same regard as I do a Broncos fan. Yeah, no, you sort of you had the whole thing about the Broncos, like oh, you know, you were you were hedging in case the it wasn't in case our fucking DJ multi didn't land, and um and unfortunately the fucking Panthers obliged. If the Panthers give it, like I mean, I expect the Panthers to win this game fucking easily, thirteen plus. However, if um, I mean it's first versus eleventh, and I mean when you say eleventh, that's being generous. It's a team that many pundits had penciled in for the fucking spoon, but now if the Panthers play like they did against the Broncos and the Knights. And into and like and they didn't play badly per se, but they did allow the those two sides quite a lot of field position and possession of reasonable ball. The Broncos very good ball, but yes. I mean, the Knights the Knights yeah it was reason was reasonable ball. Um, and the only thing that stopped them from getting probably better situations with good ball was the fact that their kicking game was atrocious and they were kicking it to the Panthers like on the thirty and they were getting back to nearly halfway to start their sets. But that sort of thing is probably not going to happen. And if they do give the good ball situations that they gave to the Broncos to Manly, then you can There's best more believe that there. fucking Tommy's going to engineer some shit that, you know, a fucking a century of Broncos old boys couldn't have done in their prime. That's it. That's so, it. So look, look. Potential game of the good, round. Yeah, I want to see a good... Yeah, I want, to, I want to see... I just want to see... I want to see them perform exactly as well as they have the last uh, two two weeks, two and a half weeks. And, and if that's enough to beat the Panthers, then that's fucking amazing then start starting to fucking then I'll buy grand final tickets but you know if you know it may not be at this early state juncture of the season as well but you know as long as if they play that well then you know it's hard to fucking argue in round eight that's it I think Penrith are you know without stating the obvious a far more settled side and I think Manly definitely have it in them to to cause an upset but I just like you say Three weeks of of their their best form is a bit different to whatever it is now. The season's only gone for three weeks. What are you talking about, mate? We just come <laughs> out of the trials and then three weeks of you know we we're undefeated this season. No asterisk required. <laughs> no, you fucking didn't. Because if we just come out of trials, the Tigers would have done something good. So you're <laughs> fucked. <laughs> 
Well, that's that's yeah. I mean, that's an insult against Glenn. But <laughs> why are you going to turn this shit around against me? <laughs> because it's easy. <laughs> the uh, doggies take that's the next one. Yeah, doggies take on the eels at Stadium Australia Saturday afternoon. The doggies side is uh, one to seventeen as per last week. As teams generally are after a win, uh, DWZ comes on to the uh, the twenty one after missing last week with an infection. The Eels, Ryan Madison is named on the bench. Uh, he did return successfully in New South Wales Cup last week, so I guess he will make his. I can't see why not. Um, Hayes Dunster replaces Will Smith on the interchange. Wirimu uh, Grieg is a player that drops uh, to make way for Maddo to come back into the side. Um, look. Dogs, it was a it was a resolute defensive effort against an extremely wasteful Cronulla side that probably left about fucking twenty four points on the table. Yeah, minimum. Just rushing that last pass, and you know the amount of forward forward passes and held ups and double movements and you know all that sort of shit. Yeah, spot on. Just just you know in a game that was a one try game at the conclusion. Uh, I, I don't think the Eels are going to get in, involved in that fucking in that kind of situation. To be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. For all the heart and spirit that that Barrett spoke about in the press conference last week, Para probably wouldn't need to get out of third gear to to win this one convincingly. I think I don't think the yeah. dogs got a chance. Yep. Yep. Um, Trent Barrett to cry this week as well for other reasons. Um, the Newcastle Knights take on the Sydney Roosters at McDonald Jones Stadium. The Knights side: Lachlan Fitzgibbon and Tex Hoy listed in the reserves. Uh, that's in twenty and twenty one. And the 17 that lost to Penrith last week has been retained as per program. The Roosters. Teddy remains in the side. Verrill's listed at hooker. Marshke on the bench. Takahaha returns via the bench. And uh, Fletcher Baker drops to the reserves. Mm. It's like, Roosters. Like how much? Yeah. Roosters the by Roosters a long way. Me no, the Roosters have given me no fucking reason... Like I'm stunned. Have they lost since mm. they have they have they lost since they they no. lost the, the heart? Oh, yeah. Melbourne, Melbourne, yeah, Melbourne. That's Melbourne. right, yeah. But even that was a game. Like I mean, like while the scoreline, if you just look at the line item and say, oh yeah, it was like twenty to four or whatever it was, you oh fuck, they must have you know. But that was a game where it's just Melbourne took the opportunity, limited opportunities that they that they secured for themselves, yep. and the Roosters couldn't. Yeah, and I mean it was still like a fucking fairly even back and forth kind of game. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like the Roosters have have shocked me with how incredibly well they have done uh, with this, you know, with this young halves uh, pairing of Hutchinson and Walker. Mm-hmm. I've got. I'm. I'm not going to fucking bet against them. Mm. Nope. Knights can't the win. Knights. Yeah, Knights can't, can't win. win. Can't win. All right. For for lots of reasons, but mainly because they're just not fucking good enough. Can you imagine Teddy catching these fucking kicks from Blake Green? They 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 somehow struggle their way down to the thirty, and then Teddy gets it at the thirty. They're going to be starting every fucking set on halfway or on their own forty. Yeah, that's it. So, you know, uh, the Warriors take on the Cowboys, Central Coast Stadium, the Warriors side. Let's see, well, there's a lot of changes here from the look of it. Uh, Marcelo Montoya is out. Sean O'Sullivan and Jack Murchie are out of the seventeen. Uh, Fusatua comes into the wing. Pompey to the centre. Torhu Harris to lock. Uh, two of us to check back to fullback, and Reese Walsh this time will be in the halves, wearing yeah. the six. There you go. The Cowboys. Tamalolo's back. 
Have they hired Tim Sheens as an advisor or something? <laughs> uh, Lolo back, uh, pushes Bird at the interchange, and Mitch Dunn is suspended, so he is out. Mm. This, is a, this is a tough one because I don't really know what to make of the Cowboys. I mean, getting that getting that win, you know, that close win over the Raiders was a great fucking win. Yeah, it was. Other than that, they just they just slapped around what the Broncos and the Doggies or something, didn't they? Yes, and the Tigers. Oh, sorry, the Tigers. I forgot about the Tigers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it so, so it probably wasn't. It probably wasn't the Broncos. The, 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 the dogs. The dogs. The Tigers. Then the Raiders. So yeah, they're on, yeah. So this is four. So on three in a row. Um, and like, and the Raiders. The way they're going, you know, is the was that Raiders the scalp that you know you'd think it would be. I, f- I feel a lot about the Cowboys' season as I've felt about Titans' season in years gone past, as in they they seem much more vulnerable or at the mercy of individual ebbs and flows in form. Right. As in, you know, how Cole Felt's playing will determine a lot of how the, the Cowboys go. Uh, you know, he, he was he was absolutely fucking instrumental in their win last week. Yep. Um, and, and I realise I'm saying this just as we've had this discussion previously that no one player can can really have that much of an impact on his team. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Tom Lolo's back. There's been a lot written about that recently. All the fucking rumours are starting out. Yeah, I, got I, a good I heard in the mailbag this week. That, oh, okay, I won't spoil it then. Um, yeah. I genuinely hope that he has legitimately been injured and is now just going to return and and do JT things. 250 metres and just straight up the guts. Like, obviously be the second best metre eater in the NRL this year after Brian To'o, who, you know, I, I think ran for three times what Kalen Ponga did last week. What were those, what were those figures? Um, Just roughly, you don't have to give me the exact ones. Oh, look, you know, uh, I, I do like to be exact. Huh? Um, so Ponga ran for 179, To'o ran for 336. Fucking Jesus. <laughs> and I mean, let's be honest, to be fair... Both of those guys, a lot of their meters are uncontested, <laughs> running yeah. back, you know, bombs and shit. Or yeah, fifth tackle kicks, but yeah, that's but yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, with Brian Toto, out of those three hundred and thirty-six, three hundred of them were post-contact, <laughs> <laughs> just trucking cuts. But um, uh, and yeah, so you would have got. So what did you get? Three hundred thirty-six? Did you say? Yeah. So he had 337, but then fucking Stafford Toa. Oh no, that was Dylan Edwards who got palmed off, wasn't it? I yeah, was going to say, got, I was going to say he lost one from getting pushed backwards. Um, um, I, look, the the Warriors have got points in them. Yeah, I just you know? I don't trust. I, this is this is why it's such a hard game to pick because I don't trust either of these teams to do what you know. I, I don't trust either of them. Yeah, I'm probably so, leaning towards Warriors to be quite honest. Yeah, that's it. At, yeah, at home. Mm. Um, Home-ish. You know, yeah. Re- reverse Peyton revenge game. <laughs> I'm just not convinced. Yeah. I'm not convinced on the Cowboys just yet. They've had yeah. a glow up. Now the ex is back in town. <laughs> <laughs> They've been through their fucking hot girl summer. <laughs> All right. So we, we, we agreed it's going to be the Warriors, right? Yes. Dragons take on the Tigers. Sunday. Afternoon, Wind Stadium, the Dragons side. Ben Hunt returns in the halves. So that pushes uh, Jack Bird to the centres, Ramsey to the wing, and uh, Jordan Pereira and uh, Ravalala are both suspended. <laughs> and, um, so, yeah. 
obviously. <laughs> and uh, Josh Kerr returns in the back row. Billy Burns to the bench. The Tigers side. Mass changes, I expect. Joey Leilua back at centre with Michael Cheekham out. Masterstroke. Toika Manu drops to the bench with Twal moving to prop. And Luke Garner at <coughs> lock. Offhand Galway lock. What? How can you be locking the... Let me have a look here. Oh, so Garner's going to the back row. Sorry, he's in 11. And Joe Offhand Galway's the lock. And um, McKaylee replaces Zane Musgrove on the bench. Yeah. Glenn, you can have the first go here. What do you make of this game? Dragons were great at the start of the season, have mm. fallen into a hole and lost, what, a couple in a row now, three in a row? Yeah, I'm, I'm wary of the fact that Ben Hunt's back, um, and I'm also wary of the fact that we played like a steaming pile of dog shit last week. Um, you did your best. <laughs> You're a fuckwit. Look, there's no, um, there's no solemn or respectful event that you would expect the players to get up for this week, so you should be okay. <laughs> you should be okay. Well, well we've got our we've, we, this weekend. We've got our our Labor Day long weekend. So, do they have any particular affinity <laughs> for the union movement? <laughs> <laughs> they tend to oh, go on strike fairly often. <laughs> I, I would consider cunts getting paid for not doing fucking much and having all the protection in the world, meaning everybody else takes the fall for their shit performances, means they fit exactly into a fucking union. It's their day. <laughs> and I say that because I was held up in traffic for four fucking minutes today as cunts in orange shirts and flags decided to walk across three lanes of traffic in the city. That's just Tigers oh, fans what, what, what Tigers fans that thought that the game was on at the wrong time at the wrong place. Could have been could have been Newcastle Knights fans with the in their fucking high vis. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that you don't know it was you don't know otherwise. <laughs> and they as you and I have discussed the fucking fastest way to turn either of us against any cause you are supporting is to put me in fucking traffic. Word. I, I, Word. I will support any fucking valid cause through time, money, fucking involvement. I'm all there for you. But the minute there is a fucking protest somewhere I need to drive, fuck you That's all. it. <laughs> you like you same-sex marriage people are lucky. Gay weddings are so fucking fun to go to. Because <laughs> I was close on that one too. After all the fucking marches, this is the best thing out working from home. I just yeah. does, doesn't affect me. I just got to fucking hear about it when the missus gets home. <laughs> you lucky I like to dance. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't giving up that. Tigers thirteen plus. Josh McGuire to open his account as oh, a dragon. Please, first party. Yep, first party. No more meetings. Let's hit some mailbag action. Clevo first up says, What to Twill Nation's knowledge is the highest level of rugby league a listener has ever got to? Uh, two, are there any rumours of players having listened to the show? Three, I wonder if we have any teens or Strive clients that may ever go um, get, go on to play first grade that are current listeners who, that current are current listeners who could all champion. I don't um, know. I accidentally replied to this in the Facebook group because I didn't see it was in the mailbag thread. Right. 
Um, the highest honour a listener has ever achieved is playing for Penrith. <laughs> because we know that after being a guest on the show, MG also listened. So I know it's a boring answer, um, but the highest honour that, that uh, is achieved by a listener is um, playing for Penrith. Well, I mean, if you know, if we, yeah, then in that case, I suppose that choppy clothes also counts. Yes, no, I'm aware of that, and the highest honour is still someone playing for Penrith. <laughs> highest, highest honour played for played for Manly and uh, was in the inaugural Origin game. Uh, absolute legend. And as far as I know, as far as I know, I don't know everything. I'll concede that. But as far as I know, never entered into a duel with the Crystal Pistol. So. What, it's a good thing he's a fucking coward? <laughs> I don't think you're getting my point. <laughs> now, it's, I, it's I will leave resistance, it up to... It's resistance training for your brain. <laughs> <laughs> it's like those fucking cunts that go to Denver so they can't breathe. <laughs> Do you know what sort of fucking grasp on reality he has now? It's awesome. Oh, I, thought people did, I thought people went to like fucking like... <laughs> Mini apples or something. Let <laughs> out enough to breathe. Anyway, um, we'll need Michael at Strive to, to let us know about his his clients. I know that one of his clients had to listen to one bit where I was pumping him up. So, so uh, that so uh, yeah. Shout shout out to Denzel uh, Hooker Hooker for uh, Blacktown workers who should theoretically have the best chance. Of being, of making first grade because I mean the first don't grade side doesn't cunts. actually have a we don't stab cunts and the first grade side doesn't have a hooker so you've got to think that with Matty Ballon's tutelage at Blacktown, I mean he's he's playing with a stacked deck and I mean it, you know if, if he if he's up to it should only be a matter of time. That's it. Um, Danny said, uh, uh, "Well, we've done that one, so the conference system thing, so we won't go down that fucking hole again." All right. Dan, this is one for you, Glenn. Now the Tigers are legit wooden spoon contenders. How good does Knight look to you now? How good? Sorry, you just cut out on me. How good is the... So now that you are legit wooden spoon contenders, how good does Knight look to you now? If given the choice, would you take three ninth place finishes in the next three seasons or roll the dice that they can turn it around in that time? I'm rolling the dice. Fuck ninth. Degenerate fucking gambler from yep. Western Sydney for Amen. life. Amen. <laughs> uh, Robert says, "Is Reese Walsh is Reese Walsh the real deal?" Hard to say after one game. It's too early to call, right? Yeah. Raw, raw talent. Really raw talent. He he, yeah. he looks the goods, but there's more more to being the real deal in the NRL than than a dash of raw talent. So let's see if he's got the work ethic. Let's, let's see if, you know, when teams start working him out and how he adjusts. And, uh, but yeah. and if Brownie's going to keep shifting him around the fullback and, and you know, the halves mm. and everything like that, like he needs to have a settled position too to, you know. Yeah. Where has he played most of his junior footy? I thought what? I thought that fullback was his preferred position, but I could be wrong. Yeah, okay. So yeah, why move him into halves? I guess that maybe that's just to to stick him in the game and let him sort of participate in the game, but probably in a less. At the end of the day, you've got fucking RTS in your side, right? I mean, there's only so much you can. <laughs> there's only for, for a year. Know, yeah, there's only there's only so much you can uh, you know hobble your side by not having one of the best fullbacks. 
yeah. playing in his position. I mean, because at the end of the day, I mean, blooding juniors and and uh, and kids for the future is great, but you know, so so is winning. And people yeah, that's have got a job it. to do. You know, uh, sorry, you going to say something, Jay? No. No, no. All right. Uh, Matthew said, uh, has the increased speed of game and fatigue levels contributed to the number and severity of high shots so far this year? Like on face value, I say possibly yes, because I know... It probably accounts for some lazy when, ones. When, yeah, when you're tired, laziness creeps in and your decision-making isn't as, isn't as crisp as... And, and your execution's not as crisp. So does that mean you know guys are throwing arms out or miscalculating more when they're when they're fucked and you know possibly? Also, Aaron Woods doesn't have fucking head highs ten times a game, so I'd say there's no correlation between <laughs> fatigue and swinging arms. Yeah, but I mean, like to fatigue, you've got to do something. And when has that happened with Aaron Woods? He was wearing orange jerseys. It's, it's all relative for him, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, it, I, I think it may be a contributing factor. I think there are lots of yep. things at play, um, and, and it may be a contributing factor. Yep. Hayden says, now since we're one-fifth of the way through the season, insert Kevin Walters meme here, uh, a bit over a quarter of the way through the season. Top eight. Is it what you picked at the start of the season? Who stays and goes out come the halfway origin part of the season? Um, I think the Dragons are overperforming. Mm-hmm. Just based on their spot on the ladder. Um, and let me just I think have a look. the bottom three of the eight at the moment are very susceptible. I'm just having a look because I actually don't know who's in the eight. I know where Penrith are and the rest of you fucking pleb cunts can fight out for the scraps. I expected the Raiders uh, to be higher, to be honest. Yeah, you're right. I did. I expected the Raiders to be higher. I think the Raiders can probably um, come back and yeah. consolidate a position in there. Uh, I thought the Sharks would drop out, and that's that's proven to be the case. And you know they'll probably drop further than I expected them to. Yep. I think the, I think the Titans are overrated at this point, and uh, and so are the Dragons. Yeah. Um, and let, let's let's be real. Eels, Eels being second is probably yeah. an overachievement by yeah, a couple thought, of positions. I yeah. thought they were top four. Yeah, that's that's fair. I, I it uh, being second after seven rounds is is a little bit surprising for me. You'd ex, you'd expect Melbourne to be up there. Mm. Yeah. No, so I, I I don't think I don't think the top five are a surprise. But their positioning in the top five is yeah yeah mm. yeah yeah. But you know, there's there's a lot of water to come under the bridge and. Uh, I don't think the Tigers will be there, though. I'm sure Glenn would have thought they would be. I demand it. Oh, I'm going to will it into existence. You've done a shit job so far. Yeah, pretty pretty fucking ordinary, if I'm honest. Yeah. So, uh, get good. Uh, So, Justin says, I was in a cab in Townsville on Friday night. Cabby tells me he knows a bloke who was sleeping with a Sheila (laughs) who's mates with Todd Payton's missus. So take this source for what it is. <laughs> Ostensibly, Tamalolo wants out of the Cowboys, had a big blue with Peyton at training, shopping around for a club to take on a massive debt. Maybe the Tigers. Uh, that part of it rings absolutely true. Yeah, that does sound like something the Tigers would do. Um, yeah, it does sound a little bit like my Aunt Mavis's fucking... Cleaner, spoke to 
the pool boy who who yeah, uh, exactly. fucked a stripper who cleans toilets at the Cowboys. Look, we know it's not true because it hasn't got that um, sentence. So you know it must be true. <laughs> so you know, or, so you know true, the yeah. source is good. Yeah. Um, I, as we I, all know, that's the only way to trust. It could just be a concession that the source is clearly like a bloke, a cabbie knows a bloke who was sleeping with this Sheila. Yeah, <laughs> I that's think, it. We've already, I think we've already and, hit and the And it's not the coach Todd Payton. It's fucking yeah. Todd, Todd Patson that works at a fucking <laughs> shop fitting company. <laughs> I bought a sausage roll <laughs> off this bloke. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but who knows? Thoughts, I, thoughts on, yeah. I, I would like to think that professional athletes are professional athletes and yeah. and that they can deal with things like personality conflicts or, or that, you know, and, and your coach might not necessarily go in there and want to blow up personality conflicts so quickly. But, you know, who, who fucking knows? The, every year into this future we keep marching, the, the more fucking... The, the greater the percentage of players are, are actual little entitled millennial cunts. So, mm. yeah, that's it. May, maybe it. Maybe it's true. Who fucking knows? I'm sure it'll all come out in the future. Yep. And Tomalolo may find that, that signing that massive long-term big money deal um, comes with some downsides, as in if yep. no one's happy to pick up the extra freight for him. Yep. Yeah. Stay, Stay yeah. put. Yeah. Um, thoughts on Dylan Brown copying a five thousand dollar fine? Mm. That's a fairly minor penalty, I think, in the scheme yeah. of things. Well, again, you got to you got to remember, and it's important to add there as well what he was charged with. He wasn't charged for fucking in a toilet. Yeah. So it's not saying that if you fuck in a toilet, your fine is five thousand dollars. It was bringing the game into disrepute, performing an action. Yeah. That brings the game into disrepute. So yeah. you did something in public that got out that, yep. that makes the game look and bad. That's, and that's and, and only to the level of five thousand dollars worth. Correct. Mm. Because that's it. Like, there there's been much larger fines. That's and, it. And and look, I think it's probably fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't have an issue with it. Uh James says if a baby was left on the doorstep of an NRL club in a jungle book style scenario, which club would have the worst environment to raise the child? I reckon Para ranked quite high, along with you know, with the likes of Fergo, Moses, Gutho, Edwards, and Cartwright on the roster. If that child manages manages somehow to survive, that'll be one fucked up little cunt. <laughs> Hashtag fuck the Broncos. Hashtag Tigers in decline. Yeah. Worst environment to raise a child. Well, I mean, you know, you'd say in the light of the current situation at the Dragons, I mean, you certainly don't want to, you know, raise up, you know. Well, we don't know the colour of the child, so it could be fucking great for them. <laughs> yeah, but he could be. He could be. Well, I mean, so what the options it's are? He's blonde hair and blue or eyes. Or he, good. In, or he gets, or he gets raised in a fucking white hood. Yeah, exactly. And so not playing Casper. So, um, well, look. Does anyone have fond memories of fucking demountable school buildings? There's only one club where you spend your fucking time in tin sheds with no air conditioning. <laughs> Greasy head, fucking strangely spaced out 
fucking executives making TV documentaries about themselves while they should be looking after the child. Chairman threatening to sue anyone that says anything nasty about any of these fucking people. <laughs> oh, look, you know. The- it's all good until Uncle Robbie comes home. <laughs> and you're in trouble. Yeah, fucking hell. Um, that That's it. That's the yep. worst environment for the kid. <laughs> and I right. say that knowing that Trent Barrett coaches another club. <laughs> it's even Dylan worse says, if the kid decides that they want to be a rugby league player. <laughs> oh, that one there, I haven't got the whole thing in there, so I pasted into my document, so I can't do that one. Um, we talked about that one. Gary says, with the two-conference system, does Suncorp Stadium host the grand final for the non-Sydney teams? Also, how will the Super Bowl grand final allocation location work? Surely the Sydney conference can't have the home advantage every year. My thoughts on that was... Yeah, but at the same time, I think if they're going to do something like that and copy American sports to that degree, then perhaps they'll do it like they do the Super Bowl where locations bid to host the game. Mm-hmm. And it's often, not always. I think it's only one, you know, once or twice ever that's been the case. But where it's never going to be a home, a home side for any of them, you know, home, the you know, so it's just an extravaganza bid on by by states or venues or governments to bring it. to Yeah, their but then again, the the issue here is they're trying to to boost ticket sales. Why would you do yeah. that? And and then have it in fucking Adelaide. Yeah, I'm going to go to fucking Perth. Yeah. Do the meetups and shit over that fucking, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Well, yeah, this is another one of those details that I want to see rather than just, you know, allegations of leaked doc- dossiers. That's um, it. Clevo, does any young male actually believe Dylan Brown didn't know slash invite his little footy buddies to watch him fuck a thot in the shitter? Them is crawling that the second yeah. mailbag from Clevo about Dylan Brown? Uh, no, no, his first one was about something else. Uh, them crawling around on the floor giggling is dead giveaway the scallywag gave him the wink and the nod to follow him in for a browse <laughs> yeah I believe it of yeah. course yeah. of course you know how it works yeah okay so Definitely. but what if though tell, tell me a group of dickhead young guys doesn't find it equally as funny if he's given them the don't follow me mm. yeah no that's a fair point but I know for fucking certain that if I was at a party and snuck off into a room with some girl, the worst thing I could fucking do was look at my mates and say, don't fucking come in here. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Dancing the fucking cha-cha around you as you fucking, as your balls are floating in the breeze. Yeah, I think he's more worried about them actually jerking off. Uh, dancing to cha-cha what kind of wholesome fucking church church gangbangs have you been to well, it's, a, it's a new um, cha-cha I can't say I frequent too he's many just, gangbangs Nathan I'm honest he's just having to use code words at fucking carnivals <laughs> you're a fucking cock <laughs> advice time oh god this one we forgot last week um, to, to put into the episode so we're giving it the full airing that it deserves uh, I can't remember. We, we I didn't hear whether it needed to be kept anon or not, but um, but here we go. Let's should we assume anonymous or not? Yeah, right. Okay, so we'll assume anonymous. Hey guys, I need a little fatherly wisdom for the for the Wednesday show. The basic gist is the misses and I support different NRL teams. 
I support the mighty undefeated Asterisk Cowboys, and she supports the Melbourne per- Melbourne Purple Cheating Cunt Squad Storm. For a while, we got around of the question of who do the kids follow by agreeing that our firstborn is a cowboy, and the second, if there is one, goes for the Storm. Lately, however, given the Storm's recent premiership win, thanks Penrith for that, this seems to have emboldened her to the point she keeps referring to Josh as a little stormer, even going so far as to get him baby storm gear. How do I politely tell her to fuck off and wait her turn? <laughs> Glenn, you can kick off that one. Well, I can't say I relate to having a wife or a partner that gives a fuck about rugby league, but... Um... No, neither. <laughs> yeah, you're in the same boat. Oh, I just, I feel like that there needs to be a certain level of of respect in any relationship. And if you have an agreement before the child is born, that agreement should be adhered to, um, even if it is such a travesty that the child has to support fucking cowboys or the storm, for that matter. Um, and, you know, worst comes to worst, just go and make some more kids with someone else. It's the worst that could happen. Make them Tigers fans. Didn't work for me, but that's terrible advice. Like that, I, I expect better advice from you. <laughs> that's absolutely terrible advice. <laughs> I would zero points. Ultimately, tell you, Mrs. Stay in a fucking lane. Oh, and there's a spare room at my house if uh, if things don't go well. <laughs> oh. The changed you, man. <laughs> Jesus so, Christ. So so aggressive. Fucking hell. I bet you're glad the old fucking CEO of Australia Post got fired, aren't you? <laughs> Jesus. So now, I can't believe I'm saying this, but now, for some hopefully carefully considered <laughs> and, and, and real advice, let me now throw to the biggest misogynist on NRL Twitter. Fucking, <laughs> I, I have been called that, haven't I? You have, you um, have. I mean, you know, I am. by the by, by by you know, let's not go there. But <laughs> fucking Glenn, funny. Glenn, Glenn Close would fucking would ring this person up asking if she's got any fucking rabbit recipes. <laughs> anyway, your advice, step down. Oh fuck! Um, funnily enough, though, did you see like it was like a the week after that though someone, um tweeted into the show and said uh, the the woke guy on there gets a bit preachy sometimes. <laughs> so I'm also the woke guy. Isn't it isn't it funny that isn't it funny the uh, the just the different perceptions that people can That's have it. sitting in their different positions. Um so first of all how fucking dare you two how fucking dare you two sit there and try and predetermine something in your child's life that is not a choice. I fucking bet that you're the sort of clowns that if you don't get them turn out the way you want, essentially what you're asking us to do here is give you the green light to send them to fucking NRL team conversion therapy. (laughs) Where some fucking dubious man who probably should be on a sex offender list sits there and tries to teach them the error of their ways... And, and explain to them that even though they have feelings towards this other team, it's wrong. 
you know, and and for them to just follow their heart and and their passion, um, is somehow immoral or unnatural. Or that you know, one thing fucking... they didn't mention in that whole paragraph was nothing about you know what what the what the baby's favorite color is, which jersey does he crawl towards, which one does you know what I mean? Like you know, they're not considering here's, the child's thoughts in any. Here's the thing, I bet that you even you even go so far as to um, sign. You know, again, you've you've made agreements before before the child's even entered the world. Now I'll say a lot of things about Glenn, um, but one thing I can never take away from him here we go is he he loves his child unconditionally for who he is. That he has accepted. That didn't go where I was thought it was going, but please continue. <laughs> he he has accepted who his child has naturally become, and to a lot of parents of his generation, it would be horrific. As we all know, that child has become a Broncos fan. Um, clad, in, look, clad in Tiger's paraphernalia from the day he was born. Literally. You know, he, he didn't look at that. Until the day he became cognizant to make his own decisions yeah. and it shows another side. <laughs> he, he didn't look at that as an abject failure in himself as a father. He understands that that, that side of a, a child's life is not a choice. So, stop fucking thinking about yourselves, and I'd expect no fucking less from Cowboys and Storm supporters, you selfish cunts. <laughs> fucking, you know what? This is why both your teams are in the fucking B Conference. <laughs> Seriously. This is that B Conference mentality. It is. It's such a fucking B Conference energy. There's the name of your, there's the name of your episode, boys. <laughs> I know, I know. I actually, I, 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 I was thinking to myself earlier, like, fuck, we don't really have an episode title for the, the, you know, so far. So I was trying to, I was trying to like for, you know, to force it out there, but yeah, we got it in the end. <laughs> so you know what? You take that fucking narcissistic bullshit you've got pointing, and turn it into love and support for your child, and reap the rewards. There you go. There's my advice for this week. So, so, so with the, with the child, we, I mean, we, he's he's put pictures of the child in the in the Facebook group in the past, and we know that he's like, that's brave, barely a toddler, like he's a baby. So, at what so at what point do you do you just let the kid just just go for you know the next five years and then make a decision, such as what happened with Glenn or? Given I assume that this kid's first words will be Yeary of Cleary. <laughs> I don't find that unlikely, but you go know? on. <laughs> can you can you imagine? You finally get some of that that good, you know, post post having children intimate time with your partner. And then this little hand just sort of crawls up the doona. You see these two eyes pop over the end and it just goes, boot the rat back. <laughs> if that were to, if that were to happen, I mean Jeffrey Epstein would fucking crawl out of his own grave and go, God damn, that's abusive. <laughs> 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 oh, 
fuck me. We went went on a ride then. Thank you, gentlemen. (laughs) We did. That's full that's full time, episode three ninety four. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us in a multitude of ways. To grab the link to our Patreon, our social community social media communities and much more, head to thisweekinleague.com forward slash links. Um, if you'd like to support the show, make sure you drop us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and fucking tell a friend. Speaking of reviews, here's one from uh, Ben Lux One. Guess who's back? Real dad's back. Five stars. Hey. I thought having real dad back in yeah, see, the tide's turning, mate. I thought having real dad back in my life would be great, but realizing he's more like hey dad as he touches my listening ears inappropriately <laughs> each week. <laughs> this didn't go how I thought it was gonna go. <laughs> it looks like back to therapy for me. Hashtag tigers in decline. <laughs> Thank you, you uh, piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> fuck! I wish I could remember the theme from Hey Dad, so I could start humming it. <laughs> Yeah, no, I can't. I can't either. Yeah, all I'm doing. Uh, never watched it. Even if you got it right, I couldn't tell you. I'm just drawing an absolute blank here. Yeah, okay. So yeah, sorry, sorry, man. I can't. I can't help you with that one. But before we close the show, I'd like to give a shout out to some of our wonderful patrons. Big thank you to Rocky, Josh, and our man Chewy. Uh, all legends that are on our revelation tier. So look forward to catching up with you guys all later this year. Hopefully oh, a magic round, hey? Chewy. I mean, you know, we, as, as this episode's released, we're like, what, two and a half weeks from uh, from magic round? Doesn't look like the doesn't look like the, the COVID's going to kill it. Looks like it's all systems go. So I, uh, I think that you should probably look into uh, our base camp for that weekend, hey? Will do. And uh, we'll get it out to you guys. As soon as we know. Sounds good. And it's only confirmed. Anything else you want to add before we wrap it up, fellas? No. All right. On that note, talk to you Sunday. See ya. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 